Don't back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your daily VR investing podcast. Another rough day in the market today, but another very odd day in the market today. Uh, as we get into the internals, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm talking about here. Uh, again, down day yesterday. Uh, again today, Dow down uh, m- minus 344 points at the close, just over 1%. Uh, Dow closing at 29,438. And joining us here, you know, this is a, a market that's now reached extreme overbought levels. And to give you uh, a, a pretty good snapshot of what that means, on the VRE investing system, when our momentum oscillators start reaching, start being stretched, and what we call readings of extreme overbought, uh, that's just a, a warning sign that, look, if you're a long-term investor and if you're using dollar, monthly dollar cost averaging and uh, it really doesn't matter what the price is month to month, you, you know, you've got a certain amount that's going into your 401k or IRA or just you're putting it in the markets every year as part of a savings program, then, then none of this really matters to you because that's a set investing program which is very popular and actually highly recommended. But here, the VRA, we do our best to time our purchases. So we have our position set, but we only add to those positions when the market has stopped going lower. We think that's what's happening now is that this market is headed lower. Uh, the, um, the, macro, the macro reasons uh, that concern us most are that here we go again with these idiotic, idiotic Democrat-run state coronavirus insanity lockdowns. They're starting again. Uh, it started in New York with their uh, uh, Ohio as well. Republican, Republican governor, Mike DeWine in Ohio. What a clown this guy is. Lockdowns, lockdowns, curfews, curfews, closed businesses, closed businesses, while they have their fancy getaways and their private dinners. You know, the hypocrisy is just uh, somebody needs to teach these people a lesson. That's how big the hypocrisy is. Maybe that's what we're going to find out through this election process. I'm going to cover that more in a moment as well. But we have the coronavirus insanity. Again, New York schools shut down starting on Monday. Uh, you, you, you've got the same cycle of, of bad news originating that we first saw back in February of this year. When I didn't take this seriously, I, I, I didn't think there was a chance that our uh, uh, two weeks or 15 days to, to slow the spread would turn into complete lockdowns, actually backed by our president. I didn't think there was a chance that was going to happen. So I underestimated coronavirus one time. I'm not going to do it a second time. It's a real risk, not just in the U.S., but globally. It doesn't take a whole lot of that risk-off kind of a feel to drive the markets lower. So here you have a combination of the technicals telling you that the market is extreme overbought levels. And I'm going to add this. <clears throat> the S&P 500, as of this morning, uh, is now three standard deviations above its historical norm. Now, <clears throat> it doesn't mean it, uh, a crash has to happen. It doesn't mean a disaster is in the waiting. But it, again, it does mean this is a time for caution. Because historically, and this is back over the last three years, when the uh, S&P 500 has been uh, three standard deviations above its historical average, the the drop has been fast and it's been hard. The average decline in the SPF 100 has been about 200 points uh, once that uh, a three standard de- deviation uh, protocol is, is in place. And uh, by the way, that equates to about 1,600 Dow Jones points. And again, it ha- tends to happen quick. That's kind of what we see here with coronavirus insanity uh, uh, making its ugly presence felt again. And then, of course, we have this election, which 
<clears throat> yeah, I think there's a big part of this country, matter of fact, I know, there's a big part of this country that knows something really wrong happened here, but they just didn't want Trump to be president anymore. You know, they don't love Biden. No one loved Biden. Even his own party didn't like Biden. But he wasn't Trump. And so I think a lot of investors, I'm talking really about the elite, the globalists, the, 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 the Wall Street type, and their Federal Reserve brethren from around the, uh, around the, the planet, those are the folks that kind of celebrated Trump's quote-unquote loss. We don't think it's a loss. You heard Tyler yesterday. He certainly doesn't think it is either. We, have, we believe we have the evidence to back that up. But we saw a lot of buying come in, just kind of a relief, you know, that this is over with. Well, guess what? We don't think it is over with. I think the, the people that I speak with that aren't even Trump fans know that something very wrong happened here. Now, the question is, are we going to get to the bottom of it? I would encourage everybody – uh, if you haven't seen this already, it's what we alerted our clients to this morning. You want to watch the interview that General, retired General Thomas McInerney did with Charlie Kirk yesterday. I think it's a must-watch interview. It's not that long, but if you haven't seen it, I will tell you it's a shocker. You know, it's and uh, we'll, we'll yes, we'll say it's a must-watch interview. I'll give you some of the bullet points, uh, but you can find it. It's on YouTube again. Thomas General Thomas McInerney interview with with. Um, uh, with uh, uh, Charlie um, Charlie Kirk. So <clears throat> this is McInerney bullet points I'm giving you right now. Quote, from his top source, this stolen election is the work of Hammer and Scorecard. Hammer and Scorecard are supposedly CIA programs designed to manipulate slash rig international elections. Remember, the CIA is not supposed to do any work domestically. They're not supposed to do anything to influence U.S. operations. Well, General McInerney says that Hammer's scorecard was in fact used here, that it's designed to help flip 3% plus of the vote in key swing states. That looks to be exactly what happened here, folks. McInerney says, again, this is a direct quote, the CIA rigged this election. Trump has all the evidence. It's taking time to put it together, but he's got it. And this is the purpose of Trump's executive order from 2018, which he signed into law, which was designed to prevent foreign interference in our elections. But when you read it, well, it sure reads like something that applies to what's happened to the events that are happening here today on U.S. soil uh, because our election was attacked. McInerney continues, Trump won in a landslide. Landslide, he says. He believes Trump got... 80 to 90 million votes instead of the 73 million that we know he received from the vote count so far. He also mentioned that his friend, Dennis Montgomery, developed both of these programs, Hammer and Scorecard, and he's a whistleblower. He said, once the evidence breaks, this will go to the Supreme Court, but it doesn't have to because it's going to be so obvious that state electors don't have to give their electoral college votes to any candidate. And then, of course, this would go to Congress where Trump would be reelected. State by state, Republicans control more states. Trump would win and it'd be a fait accompli. He finally finished by saying that he's 90% certain that Trump will be reelected. He said, this is treasonous. And then he said, top, top, top people are going down. Um, that's a brave and a courageous man. If you read, uh, do a little research on Thomas McInerney. They actually cover this in the interview uh, Charlie Kirk said, tell us, tell us your background. Tell us your pedigree. And uh, he goes through it. And this guy's a lifer in the Air Force. 
at the highest of levels, worked in signal intelligence, worked in intelligence. So he knows who the bodies are buried. He knows what the CIA can do. Anyway, recommended interview. We don't believe this election is anywhere close to being over. And uh, we don't think the market's ready for the shock that's coming its way. That's why we're prepared here with some downside protection using the VIX, the volatility index. Okay, again, back to the market here. Dow Jones down 344 today. Uh, SP500 today also down exactly the same amount as the Dow, down 1.16% at 3567. They were all down today, folks. R2K, Russ 2000, down 1.2%. And NASDAQ, which had been holding on to gains until the final hour. This is, this is not a good final smart money hour trading, which, again, is what the pros look, like, look for. NASDAQ down 8 tenths of 1%. What is that? 97 points at 11,801. Actually, NASDAQ and the semis outperformed today. So that looked normal. This looked like a, this look, today, this looks like a normal overbought pause. But again, we don't think it ends there. We think this is going to be a bit of a shocker and that this market is uh, as strong as this market's been, as strong as the internals have been that this market is due for some weakness here. Uh, that's certainly my view. Uh, look, look at the internals. Again, odd, just odd trading. We've seen this all week. If you remember, on Monday, <clears throat> when uh, Pfizer announced uh, their vaccine news, and the Dow rose 1,800 points, only give back 800 points of that. That was last Monday. Of course, Moderna came out yesterday and said, we did even better. You know, you can only, you're only effective 90% of the time our vaccine is effective 95% of the time. It's just, it's a clown show what's happening here as these insiders and CEOs are selling their stock on this news. We, we learned this, the Pfizer CEO did it last Monday. We'll find out pretty soon that the Moderna CEO and management team did the same thing. Look for that news the next time they have to file, which will be, actually be this week. Uh, but again, the internals have been great. Uh, even, even yesterday with the market down, rock solid internals. That changed a bit today, but not entirely. I'll give, you, I'll give you the rundown. Let's cover first advanced decline. Advanced decline was negative, both NYSE and NASDAQ, but about 1.7 to 1. So not even 2 to 1, not awful. About what you'd expect on a day like this, maybe even better than you expect with the Dow down 344. Uh, but when we look at the volume, it gets a little more interesting. Yes, NYSE uh, volume was negative by 1 billion shares yesterday. When the Dow was down 160, NYSE volume was positive by 1.1 billion, 1. 1 billion shares. It's like a mirror image. Very Seeing these days uh, mirror each other, uh, you know, maybe I'm picking up on something that's not a big deal. But uh, again, my spidey sensors are going off that this is odd trading. Uh, and volume, again, this is where it's, it gets a little strange. So here we have the NASDAQ down almost 100 points. Uh, what is that? Eight tenths of 1%. But volume was positive by one uh, by nine hundred million shares. Again, that's not normal, but that's a sign of strength. So, not questioning from that point of view. Uh, there's definitely a lot of strength in this market. We had that confirmed, by the way, in new fifty-two week highs to lows. I mean, just listen to these readings today. This is combined NYSE and Nasdaq. We had three hundred eighty-four stocks hitting new fifty-two week highs to twelve hitting new fifty-two week lows. These are massively big numbers. Saw the same thing yesterday. Again, this market is not showing signs medium to long term that it wants to do anything but go higher. It's the short term that we're talking about here. Uh, but uh, we'd like to get a real sharp – if you can't tell, 
we're rooting for a sharp sell-off to add to some positions, but not rooting for it. I guess probably the wrong way to look at it. It wouldn't wouldn't hurt our sensibilities if uh, we got a sell-off to add some positions here uh, because we like very much how we're positioned. But um, it's the macro story. Again, coronavirus insanity is making a return. The election uncertainty. The fact that, you know what? Look, we're coming in on a year here. There is no... This would be, by the way, for the stimulus, uh, uh, coronavirus stimulus bills, this would be number five. We've had four so far. There is really no talk of adding the fifth, but guess what happens at the end of this year? Well, to big things. The payroll protection program has not been re, um, has not been supplemented again. So this money is not coming into companies that are able to stay afloat, keep their company, their employees on the payroll. Powerful, powerful program. Remember, so far we're up to $4 trillion in coronavirus insanity stimulus so far. Doesn't include the $3 trillion plus we have in Federal Reserve QE, uh, which is what, QE 97, I think. Uh, but uh, but uh, what was I talking about here? But at the end of this year, we're not going to have oh, – look at all the renters, right, that have not been making rent because they haven't had jobs or just because there's a moratorium on evictions. They're like, why should we make rent payments? Nobody else is doing it. We'll just find another place to live. But there could be a ton of evictions at the end of the year unless something's done about that. And we also have a moratorium on mortgage payments for those who want to take advantage of that program. That also ends at the end of this year. So a lot of reasons you can see volatility return here in a hurry and this market go from risk on to risk off. But again, just to, just to, to put a bow on the point here, we think that's a short-term situation. Because even if it's Trump, this market skyrockets, okay? If Trump wins, the market is going to scream higher because he's not going to be sidetracked in the second term by these attacks from China. Like attack number one, coronavirus. Attack number two, our elections, along with the Democrat Party. He would completely control things. We would not even have, in my view, we would not, Antifa would be a distant memory, Trump would do in a second term. Remember, he's not running for election again. He'd lock these guys up quick. And uh, after a after a couple of attempts at turning, excuse me, burning down a city, and uh, Trump storms in with the National Guard or whoever, and uh, and puts them away for ten years. You know what? That war gets out pretty quick. And Tifa would quickly be a thing in the past. Now, so that's but if, if it's Biden that gets that gets elected. Well, guess what? It'd still be bullish. Biden would have no mandate, has barely an advantage in the House. It looks like the Republicans will control the Senate. Obviously, conservatives had the Supreme Court. Biden would serve an entire four year well, he wouldn't because it would be President Harris in the very short order. But whoever it is, neither one of them, if that's the way it goes, would have any power to do anything. So we're talking about no new taxes, no new Green Deal. They give them a couple small victories here and there, but nothing that could derail the markets. The Federal Reserve is going to continue to see that we have low rates, continue to print gazillions in fiat currency, and that's just all a recipe for higher stock prices. So don't fight the tape. Don't fight the Fed. Let's take a look at our internals here. Uh, ugly. All 11 SPF 100 sectors plus lower of the day, led by energy, which has been on a good run. Uh, not today, but everything was down today. Energy down 2.8%. Utilities getting hit again, down 1.9%. Uh, rates were only a, a slightly higher today. 
there's a very well-defined long-term channel, rising channel, a bullish channel for utilities that could be breaking down now. And they're, 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 there's a story there that we're working on uh, because utilities have been straight up for forever as rates have plummeted, likely telling us that rates are going higher. Uh, healthcare down 1.7% as well. Again, nothing gained on the day today. And let's take a look at, uh, at our commodity watch. Uh, gold today finishing down again. Gold's been in a serious downdraft, really been the mirror image of Bitcoin as Bitcoin goes higher. Gold's going lower. Uh, gold today down 16 at 1869. No, we're not giving up the ship. Charts still look great. Now approaching oversold levels. We're actually gearing up to initiate new purchases in this group. Uh, take a look at the channel in GDX, the minor ETF. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, silver today down up. No, down 31 cents at 24.33. We like this chart a great deal. Uh, oil today up 23 cents a barrel at 41.88. And Bitcoin, after hitting uh, a new, what, three-year high today of 18,450, backed off a little bit, still finished high on the day, just slightly, though, at 17,684. Folks, hope you have a great day. We'd love for you to come join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We talk the markets. We talk geopolitics. We talk politics. We talk economics. And uh, we talk about what's happening that's going to drive the markets higher or lower in the near term, medium term, and long term. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.